Rangers! 66 years! Lucy Loken, uh, we were talking about nightclubs earlier. People are, well, people who listen to this program are at the age where they reminisce about such things, but you're right in the eye of that particular storm being a lot younger, Lucy. So what does a Friday or Saturday night look like for somebody who keeps odd hours? Well, Tony, sadly, I don't have any good stories for you. What? I, I, uh, I don't know. I... I had I had a fair amount of time spending nightclubs in my youth, but then yeah. uh, in my youth, here I am at twenty eight, saying in my no, youth, in your gilded youth, yes, um, pre breakfast hours, shall we say, uh, which I think I started uh, when I was twenty five. So that really really cut the nightclubbing yeah. experience in half. Um, but look, Friday nights for me, if I don't have a nap on a Friday. I'll be in bed at 8 o'clock on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds pretty wimpy, I know that. But uh, but the the main thing in Adelaide, and I know Melbourne, of course, has a lot of these, and Melburnians will be rolling their eyes about how much I love two of our main streets because Melbourne's got about a 1,000 of these little streets with bars all on them. But but that's usually where, where we're at now is lots of little independent wine bars, gin bars, because South Australia's got so much wonderful produce, they're yeah. sort of nicer. Yeah. I went to a gin bar in Rundle Mall. Am I remembering that right? Oh, in the mall. Yeah. How long ago was that, Oh, Tony? that was a while ago. I'm pretty sure it was there, and it was amazing. Yeah, there's loads. Absolutely amazing. Um, there's just loads sort of all in the one street. But if you come off the infamous Hindley nightclub strip, yeah. there are all these great little laneways that lead off it, which house all these little bars. There's, I think, two in the mall now, a couple down Rundle Street. Just this one long kilometre or so of, of bars. Yeah. I mean, if you'd like a classy finish to a night at the Crazy Horse, um, you know. Which I do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> good, good, good on you. Um, <laughs> then, then that's a very nice way to put a bow on the evening. After, after taking in some erotic dancing, why not finish with a nice Highland malt? Um that's right. That's what I always say every yeah, Sunday night. Good, and good. then I come into work. And then you come into work. All right. Um, now let's talk about what is making news and will likely be covered by David and Will on the show. Hopefully, please, you are talking about the bomb-making hypnotherapist who got four and a half years. Did you see that story, Lucy? I did. And you know what? We're probably going to cover that one tomorrow with our court segment. But I don't know what's going on in Adelaide at the moment. So we've got a bomb-making hypnotherapist. And we've also got a man who's been to 15 different independent supermarkets and stolen $5,000 worth of steak. Oh, my God. Yeah, that could only be seven steaks, though, at current prices. Well, this is the thing. I mean, we've got specific skills here in SA. For some, it is hypnotherapy slash bomb-making. Some, it is. Sadly, nicking steaks from shops. So, rich fodder here in Adelaide at the moment. Of course, it is uh, fringe season. Uh, of so course. I'm not saying, yeah. not saying any of those instances are linked, but it is mad February and mad March at the moment. Okay. So, uh, that's, I guess, the time of year where you get your high culture, not from the crazy horse, of course, but from, um, from other fringe shows. Is there anything that you are especially keen on seeing? Oh, my favourite one, which I usually try and go to every year, and we had them in studio the other day, is Choir of Man. Have you ever seen them 
anywhere. No, tell us more. Choir of Man, they are nine blokes. I think they're, I'm pretty sure they're all from the UK. They sort of revolve through every couple of years and they build this sort of, on a stage, this bar and you can go up and purchase your drinks from the bar and they sing this incredible set of songs uh, all while drinking. You can go up and get a drink yourself and it's all set in this kind of British bar and I just, usually that one's my favourite. Oh, okay. Well, that that sounds... Um, like the sort of thing we need to see in Melbourne if they care to bring that over, and I'm sure they will. Um, now, the, the other one that I really like, am I allowed to swear on this program? Well, it depends what grade the swear word is. Uh, look, it's it's part of the title of the show. It's the S word. Is that allowed? Oh, well, let's say SH1T, yeah. Yeah, so it's that faced Shakespeare. Oh, so really? These, this group of actors every year pick a new Shakespeare play, have a couple of drinks beforehand <laughs> and keep drinking throughout the show and it starts quite late. They encourage the audience to do the same yeah. and they get the audience to help them. So I think uh, last year I went and saw Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> so it's the slightly uh, drunker version of it, I would say. Uh, wow, okay. How messy does it get? Uh, look, not that messy because uh, sometimes you can't actually drink that quickly. If you're trying to drink beer, I don't know about you, it takes me ages just to finish one beer. Glass of gin, different story, but beer. Uh, so by the time they get through it and actually perform Shakespeare, messy but not messy enough. I'm seeing um, something called The Taming of the Spew. That is the correct vein, yeah. Mm, yeah, all right. Well, that's that's a very interesting idea. Um, and you uh, you really don't know what you're going to get with something like that, I would imagine. Do the that's boys right. do the boys get? I mean, you you keep the same same hours as David and Will. Um, uh, I forget David or Will obviously has a young child at home. Do they see much of it, yeah. or are you the one who has to go out and absorb all this culture and then and then like a mother? Penguin regurgitated uh, back to uh, your two charges. Yes, the latter, because yeah, they both have um, family commitments, and and Will's also uh, the anchor of our Channel Seven news desk. So, so Will doesn't have a lot of time really between radio, TV, and a and a five month old daughter to to indulge in the fringe this year. Uh, David's got four kids at home, so he also doesn't have a lot of time. Wow. Uh, yeah, we're pretty family-oriented in this show, so I wear the burden of, of going to all these cultural events with alcohol on the nice weather <laughs> and to report <laughs> back. I'm sorry, but someone has to do it. <laughs> all right. Well, you are the best person for the job by a mile. What else would you be covering off on the uh, Tuesday edition of uh, 5AA's Top Rating Brecky Show, please? Uh, Lucy Loken, where you are executive producer. Yeah, every week we've started a new segment where... Uh, I haven't seen very many films in my life, so every week I have to watch a new film and Tuesdays I give my film review. Today, I'll give you a heads up, Tony, it is Forrest Gump. I just watched Forrest Gump for the first time last night. Can you give us a preview? We don't, because there'll be people from 5AA listening, so we don't, spoiler alerts and all that, but could you give us just a, a brief summation of what you thought of it? Uh, this is very broad uh, in that I cried for the last 15 minutes no. and how have I never seen the entire film before? No. I'm, in, I'm in shock that I've never seen it. 
<laughs> That's very sweet. Well, how did you, because Woody's the same. There are uh, a list of movies a mile long, that, you know, uh, canonical movies, if you want to call them that. Star Wars, uh, Battle of Britain, uh, I could go on, that he hasn't seen. So uh, how did you end up missing that? This movie was made well before you were born, though, surely? Well, it was made in 1994, the exact year I was born, and this week's category was, in fact, out of the two highest-grossing films of 1994, which was The Lion King and Forrest Gump. We had our panel of audience members who voted in Forrest Gump. I think you're ahead there. Yeah, I think the panel did you a favour. So, um, <laughs> all right, well, that's a, a, a taste of the movie review to come. What else on the yes. program with the, with the boys this morning, please, Lucy? Uh, we have our Attorney General, Kaya Ma of SA, on the show today. He is announcing, I believe, something that we campaigned for on our show, kind of kick-started our equivalent of the rumour file, if you like. We have a segment called Breaking at Eight, which is yep. where David... Through all his various contacts, breaks some news at 8 o'clock every day and our Attorney-General is joining us for our breaking at 8 this morning uh, with some news following up from our show. So tune in at 8 o'clock for that one. And Michael Packey, of course, Ah. Nine Radio's federal politics reporter today. We we don't have Michael on a lot, uh, but I thought, you know, today's the day for it. Why not? No, totally agree. He's fantastic. <laughs> I'm very keen about this because you come from a place called Clare, which is not in Adelaide. It's uh, it's to the north of Adelaide. It's uh, beautiful wine country, lots of farming going on there. And I note with interest this particular article in the telly today, Lucy, Farming Fortunes SA's rural, rural land value soar 20% in a year. Now, During the Korean War in the Western Districts in Victoria, when the price of wool had gone absolutely berserk, Mm. there were reports that a man, a farmer, had a Rolls-Royce ute. Well, that's just the dream, isn't it? The South Australian dream. Exactly. So how likely, next time you go visit the folks in Clare, how likely (laughs) are you to see something like that? Well, I tell you, it's good news for my inheritance. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll be the one buying the rolls eventually. (laughs) Uh, I'm actually heading up there in two weeks, so I'll have to keep you posted if there are any Lambo Utes or, you know, Bugattis rolling around the Clare Valley. Yeah. All right. I'd say it's good news for any dancers at the Crazy Horse because it means yeah. you, you're going to be you're going to be making it rain with fifties instead of twenties. Thank you so much, Lucy. Great to chat, and uh, we will do so in a week's time. Have a good week, Tony. Uh, that is the always delightful Lucy Loken, executive producer of Five Double Breaking Show, which follows this show. Uh, at its conclusion in uh, 13 minutes' time, of course, hosted by David and Will. Back in a moment.